Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. I feel this morning we just ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit the truth of your word God that you would speak to us this morning God not only that you would speak to us but you would empower us to to live a consistent life God help us to, to die to ourselves Help us to live according to your spirit, according to your word. God, everything we do is honoring you, even in the small things. God, I'm asking you today that you would trust us with even more because we're going to be faithful in the small things. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, praise team. How many of you ever look at people who are successful and in some category of their life and we kind of look at them and we wonder, how in the world do they do that? Anybody? How in the world do they do that? So we're still talking about focus today, and but do you ever do that? Do you look at somebody who is successful in, in business they're really healthy, they're, uh, they're in good shape, or they have a, a great marriage, or they, they have this incredibly amazing relationship with God, and they're, they're just very godly, they have massive influence, and you just look at them and you ask, how do they do that, or how did they do that? When I was growing up, I kind of got used to thinking that maybe those people were just lucky. Maybe they were lucky enough, Randy, to be born into the right family. Or maybe, Adam, they were lucky enough to have a big opportunity. Or maybe, Rob, they were just lucky enough they had good genetics. Or maybe they were lucky enough and, and, and Ellis, they met the right person. Or they were just lucky enough that they just kind of had some breakthrough ideas and they got to where they were. Now, 
while there may be some uh, what we call luck or coincidence in some people, uh, you know, some may have been given a little more as a child, but one thing that's successful, at least in one area of their life, they're not lucky. They're consistent. They're consistent. Over time, not over days. Now, successful people do constantly and consistently what many people do occasionally. Can you mute Selena's mic? I think I'm getting reverb. Let me say that again. Successful people do consistently what most people do occasionally. What I mean by that, there's those crazy people that wake up at four in the morning to eat rabbit food and go do this crazy thing called exercise. You look at them and you think, how do they do that? They do that at four o'clock in the morning eating rabbit food while we're still snoring. Not eating rabbit food. We'll, we'll get on the donuts again later. Matter of fact, if you need donuts, we're selling donuts. Krispy Kreme is out on the table. You can uh, buy those. Those are going for the men's uh, fellowship trip that we're taking in a couple months. So there's our plug for that. But but you will not, I promise you, you will not look like the people who get up at 4 o'clock and eat rabbit food if you eat donuts. But But they are good. I'm getting all kinds of amens now. But successful people consistently do what most of us do occasionally. Now, in some area of their life, if you watch them and you see where they're, they're fruitful at, you will see there's consistency. You will see, uh, Danny, that they are persistent in what they do. And there is patience with those people in those areas because successful people, again, they tend to do consistently what most people do occasionally. Now, I can eat oatmeal a couple days a week. But the other five days, it's probably a muffin or a brownie or a donut. Man, I figured I'd get a few amens right there. But I've never, ever, ever in my life, Ellis, seen anybody accidentally pay off debt. I've, I, you know, I, I've never seen someone who just got a bunch of credit card debt or big car payments or whatever, and they just kind of woke up one morning and said, Pastor, I was not even paying attention, and I paid off my debt somebody intentionally and consistency over time does something to pay off debt. I don't know anybody who says, uh, you know, I just have the greatest marriage in the world. I mean, I don't even do nothing. It's just great. I mean, for all these years, all these kids and all this, we're still kissy-kissy. And, and I've never met anyone that just says it just happens. Because I promise you, the kissy-kissy does not just happen. I've never met a marriage like that, but what I have met, I've met people who have good marriages that will say we work hard on our marriage or we intentionally prioritize our marriage and, and when we get it wrong, we take time to intentionally fix it and get it right, but they do get it wrong. We work, we put Jesus first, we do all the things, we value one another, and we really, really work hard on our marriage. It's not easy. We're not just kissy-kissy. Sometimes we're throwing punchy-punchy. I don't know anybody, Katie, who ever just woke up and said, man, I accidentally got close to God. Man, I was like the worst sinner in the world, and I was out sinning, and I just woke up one day, and I was close to God. I don't know what happened. God just started speaking to me, and I started listening. But I do know people who will tell me, Miss Angie, that they've worked really hard. To seek God and to know Him through His Word and to, to kneel down at a bed or a, an altar every day and get close to Him to, and ask Him to conform to His image. And, and over time, because they pursued God, they become a godly person and they become a, 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 a pillar of the faith. 
Again, I said this in week one, all of us have good intentions. Every one of us, we all, we want similar things, but we all have very different results. We have to understand this morning that intentions do not determine direction. Intentions do not determine direction. Actions determine directions. In other words, if you just keep doing whatever you're doing, you're going to keep getting whatever you keep getting. Now, hoping for a different future is not going to bring you a different future, Randy. It doesn't change your life. You want me to tell you what changes our life? Habits change our lives. Getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and eating rabbit food and working out and doing that stuff changes your life. Not rolling over and looking at the clock at 4 o'clock and saying, ah. Garth Brooks had a good thing to that. If tomorrow never comes. (laughs) Because it seems like it never does when it comes to a lot of our good habits. So we're going to talk about a word that I think will specifically change our life today if we will apply it to our lives. And, And I'm talking to me today too, and it's called consistency. We have to get consistent. You know, we have to realize that, that, you know, Whatever it is, whether it's our finances, whether it's our friendship, whether it's ministry, whether it's our children, whether it's business, whatever it is, it has to become consistent if we want it to change. Again, you know, it can't be the New Year's resolution that many of us have already said, done. By Again, by the first week of... February, 80% of New Year's resolutions are stopped. That's crazy. But here's what I have learned over life, and I've watched people, and even people will tell you this, and we've, we've even heard people say this, but it's the small things that nobody sees that leads to the biggest results in our life. It's the little small things that we do every single day that no one sees that makes the big difference. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying it's you bypassing that cup of coffee that day and saving that $6 and paying it towards debt. Well, Pastor, that's only $6. Add it up through the year and see where you're at. Well, Pastor, that's not a big, that's not a big difference. The problem is it is a difference. And you don't see it as a difference, and that's why you keep this year's debt is here and next year's debt's here because you can't pass up the cup of coffee every day to to go towards that. The problem that we have at some level, you feel it when you do, I mean, when we do the small things, the small things hurt. Those are the things that really, they, they really impact our lives. And then sometimes we do the small wrong things. We're, you know, a lot of people, uh, it, it's consistency, it, it, it's faithfulness in the small things over a period of time that makes a huge difference in our life. But you're frustrated because I don't see big change tomorrow. My Lord, I ate oatmeal yesterday and I still look like this. I walked two laps around the living room. To get to the donuts. But we get frustrated because we don't see immediate change. And again, if you're like me, we get frustrated. And what we often do is we quit. We quit because we're frustrated. And what I want to say today to me, to you, to whoever's listening online, don't give up. Don't give up on February the 1st. You see, I want to go to Galatians chapter 6, and I want to look at a couple verses of Scripture there today because I think it's really interesting to me, and, I, and we're going to spend all of our time on these Scriptures. And, and, and this is what the Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. He says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. And then he says something after that. He says, For whatever a man sows... This he will also reap. 
Now, I like the seriousness of Paul's tone when he says this. Miss Angie, he starts out and he says, don't be deceived. This is a Greek word, and it means don't be led astray. So basically, it honestly could be mean Paul could be looking at these people, and he could say, David, don't be stupid. Let's Don't be stupid. Don't be fooled. God cannot be mocked. The Greek word for mocked means to thumb your nose up. It means to snub. You're not going to snub God. That's what Paul's saying. He said, don't be stupid. You're not going to snub God. You're not going to put your nose up in the air at God. Don't be deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Don't be stupid. God cannot be mocked. And then he gives us a law. Now, this law says that a man reaps... What he sows. Another way of saying is he'll harvest what he plants. Y'all with me? And in verse 8, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. He says a man reaps what he sows, and then he sows... To his flesh, or he floods, and he, he sows to his spirit. Whichever one, that's where you're going to see the result. That's where you're going to see a harvest. You remember, the flesh is not my skin. The flesh is my sinful nature. And Paul says, for the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption. Whoever does what's wrong and ungodly and sinful, Paul said, from that very thing, from the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Y'all with me? Because you're quiet. He says, you sow bad things, you're going to get bad results. He also says, whoever sows to please the Spirit, whoever's doing what is God-honoring, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now, who's thankful for eternal life through grace in Jesus Christ this morning? Something we don't deserve, something we, we've never earned, but it's something that Jesus gave us freely. So then in verse 9, here's the verse I want us to look at today with all this. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. The Apostle Paul tells us this. He says, let us not become weary. Don't get tired in doing what's right. For in the proper time, Danny, we're going to reap. We're going to have a harvest. There's going to be a a harvest time, but we can't give up doing what's the right thing. Now, we'll come back to that verse many times, but what I want to do just for a few moments is, and I want to talk about this law. Because this law, there's three laws that kind of fall in with it to kind of categorize it. But these laws, it's sowing and reaping. And it's very important that we know these laws because it's important. How many knows what law means? Law means it's true. Right? Law means it is true. A little law. little. If I get too close and I fall, where am I falling? You can't change that. The the law of gravity, you cannot change. I'm not accidentally going to fall and raise up and go up. I might go up after I fall. (laughs) But when I go down, when I fall, I fall down. I never fall up. You can't change the law of gravity. You cannot change the law of sowing and reaping. It is a law. It is a law in God's word and it's not going to change. So I want to give you a little breakdown of the law. The first law is you reap what you sow. Whatever you plant, 
you reap that type of harvest. The second law is, Adam, you reap more than you sow. When you put seed in the ground, you get more fruit or vegetable than you put seed. Talena will put a couple little seeds in the ground and this little green thing will start sprouting up and these little red things begin to sprout out everywhere on them and I'm like, man, how did that couple little seeds sprout out to be this many tomatoes? Because it's fruitful and it's multiplying. Sowing and reaping. Number three, and this is the one we have to understand because I think it's important, you reap after you sow. So you reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow, and you reap after you sow. So let's look at you reap what you sow. Little game here. Everybody ready? All right. I'm going to ask you a question, and I need everybody to respond. It's not a trick question. It's so easy. Chris Brown will get it right. If you plant corn, what will you reap? Corn. Whoever said beans, you'll never get it. You sow corn, you reap corn. All right? If I plant corn, I promise you pineapple isn't coming up. And if pineapple comes up out of the ground, you really messed up. Every time you put a certain seed in the ground, you get a harvest happy that corresponds with the seed that you put in the ground. We could say this, and I'm paraphrasing Paul here, but if we, if we plant bad seeds, my harvest is going to be destruction. If I plant bad seeds, my harvest is going to be destruction. Speaking the negative of this, if I continue to sin, if I'm continuing to be disrespectful to people, if I'm always selfish, if I'm always angry, if I'm always unforgiving, if I'm always bitter, if I'm always harsh, if I'm always judgmental, if I always hate people, then there's going to be a day that there's going to be a return in multiplying factor. In fact, the Old Testament, Hosea chapter 10 verse 13 says something like this. It says, but you have planted in wickedness. So in other words, you've done things ungodly. You've sinned and because of what you've planted, you've reaped. And now not good things is what's happening to you. I share this all the time. We had a guy in New Martinsville. He always was joking, but it was a serious prayer. But he always prayed for uh, for uh, for crop failure. He said, man, give me crop failure from all the stuff I've planted in my life. All the seeds of bad that I've sown, God, give me crop failure. You see, imagine in any facet of your life, any area of your life, when you do something wrong, why would you ever expect God to give you something good out of what you purposely did wrong? Take your job. If you show up every day late, you don't do your job, you're mean to your boss, you're half-hearted in everything you do, why would you ever expect them to give you a raise, a bonus, or a promotion? Here we go, it's quiet again. Because you're reaping what you've sown. They don't like you because you don't like them. Oh boy. You find yourself in a rough rough spot. You might be reaping seeds that you've sown before. If we eat anything we want... Like, praise the Lord, donuts, Twinkies, brownies, chips, Doritos, grilled cheese, macaroni and cheese. The Holy Spirit's moving in the middle aisle right here. And we never exercise and we don't take care of our bodies. Why would we be surprised that we're however many pounds overweight? Well, it isn't fair. 
it's punishment. No. It's you going to the cupboard and getting Twinkies when you should have been up at 4 o'clock in the morning eating rabbit food. There's harvest. And then there's probably the most important thing that I'll say all day, and this is a big principle. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. If you don't like the harvest, change the seed. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. And I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm not going to ask you what you're sowing, but you can answer that yourself. Well, I am going to ask you to look for different types of seeds to plant. Be consistent in one area. Find an area in your life that you know is your most undisciplined and say, I am going to plant different seeds there this year. And not only am I going to plant them, I'm going to be consistent in them. I'm not going to wake up at four in the morning and look at the clock and go, ah, I want to sow seeds of consistency this year because it might be in prayer. It might be in God's Word. It might be in generosity. It might be in godly attitudes. It might be in forgiveness. It might be in acceptance. It may be physical things as far as money, marriage, finances. But I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start chipping away at debt. I'm going to do this. Pick one area in your life that you want to see a difference and ask yourself, what seed can I plant differently in 2022? Pick one area. And plant the right type of seed. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. It's a law, and law is always true. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, the second thing is, is you reap more than you sow. Remember, God multiplies, right? Mark chapter 4. Jesus tells a parable, a story of the, the sower, the farmer, and he goes out and he's planting seeds and he, and he's th- uh, sowing some seeds and the farmer, the Bible says that he starts casting out seeds and, uh, from a little basket or a little pouch and he's, and he's throwing out some seed and some falls on rocky ground. Doesn't do very well. He said some fell in the thorns, and the thorns choked them out, and they did not do very well. And then some of the seeds, he said, fell on good soil or good grounds, and it said it produced an amazing harvest. And Jesus said the seed that fell on good soil represented him who heard and accepted God's word and produced a harvest, some what, 30, some 60, some even a hundredfold. So when they done it through God's word and they done it the right way, God multiplied it. In other words, you plant one seed and you can grow an entire tree. One seed can plant an entire tree which produces more fruit than you can imagine. And we got to see this in our life. We've got to see this in our relationships. It goes back to the word we started with in week one called discipline. We have to discipline ourselves. Even, I, I, this is so true in my marriage. When I love her, Randy, when I honor her, when I cherish her, when I serve her, when I bless her, she, I mean, she deserves it. But not only that, she returns it. And she gives me more unconditional love than I could ever imagine because she multiplies. But on the other side of that, when I give her a hard time, she mutates. She doesn't multiply, she mutates. And she gives it back. As she should. But what we don't understand is we reap what we sow. When we do small things right consistently over time, Adam, planting the right seeds in the right kind of soil, it's the right time of the year. Guess what? God sends rain. God produces a harvest. And we see radical difference in our lives. So because it's not what we occasionally do that makes a difference, it's what we consistently do. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. 
And then number three, if you try to change three, you won't change anything. Just, I mean, you got to change one thing in your life. One thing, I mean, let's change one thing in 2022 because that's the problem. We want to change all three. Well, I'm going to fix this, this, and this this year. Let's just work on one. Let's just change the seed we're sowing in one. And then after that, you're going to reap after you sow. It's not easy because you plant in the fall and then you have to wait. Or you plant in the spring and you have to wait. You've got to plant and plant and plant and wait. And what do we do in waiting? We get discouraged. Because what do we do? We talked about it last week. Well, I've tried. I try. I tried. Quit trying, remember, and start training. I've prayed for five days straight, Pastor. I still dropped a bad word on the golf course. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I still don't feel close to God. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried, and I'm trying to pay off my debt. So go back to what I said all month long. You don't need the expensive coffee. And you saved $100. And at the end of the month, you don't owe, you don't owe 37.5 anymore. You owe 37.4. Well, Pastor, I just can't see the difference. That's a $100 difference that's going to add up over a year and over a couple years. And then here's what's going to be amazingly. You remember we was talking about harvest and God multiplying harvest. What, what it, typically what I see happening with people with debt, when they begin to try, what happens is God starts blessing them with gifts and surprises, checks in the mail, rebates and returns, finding money, debts destroyed. That's what ends up happening. God's like, all right, they're going to be faithful over that $6 coffee So now I'm going to throw in an extra little blessing and maybe their neighbor, your mom, or some family member is going to say, here's a check in the mail. God placed you on my heart today. I've watched it happen. Some of you all can testify to that. So in so many ways, our entire life is the sum total of all the decisions that we make. So we're going to review all the way back from week number one. We know every one of us, most of us, we all want the same things. We want something better in our lives. And the problem is, is we all want similar things, but we all have different results. Why? Because of consistency, because of discipline, because we're either training or trying. And if your identity isn't wrong, your cycle's bad. If we don't know who we are in Christ, our cycle's bad. When you, when, again, we talked about this in week one. When we get to the place that we start messing up and all we think is I'm bad, I'm pathetic, I'm nothing, I'm never going to change, I'm not going to amount to anything, I'm always going to be broke, I'm always going to be stuck in this sin, I'm always going to be in debt, my marriage is always going to be like this, I can never quit doing this, I can never stop doing that, I'm never going to have good relationships, I'm never going to have good uh, ministry, I'm never going to make a real impact, then, When we start thinking thoughts like that, we have to realize we're trying this in my own strength. And willpower, remember what happens to willpower? It dies. So inevitable, we're going to fail. So we start the shame game. So what do we do? We we have to recognize that if we're in Christ, we're new. The old is gone. He's made everything New. And because we're in Christ, guess what? His Spirit gives us strength which helps us do the right things. Discipline, consistency, training. That's the things that we've got to do in 2022. We can't just get aggravated and say, I quit. We're walking in the Spirit. Remember we talked about that. We're not gratifying the desires of our flesh. It's not our power. It's His power. 
Christ is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I should have got a bunch of amens right there. Christ in me is stronger than any wrong desire in me. So because we know that, we know what to do. Remember, we talked about it last week. we got to stop trying because when we try, we quit. Well, I tried. I tried. No, we're training to become more and more like the one that created us. That's what we're training to be. I'm not trying to be. I'm training to be. Because if I'm trying to be, I'm going to quit. So how do we judge success at the end of a day? At the end of the day, don't ask yourself all your wins. Ask yourself this. Did I honor God today? That's the question we need to ask ourselves at the end of every day. Did I honor God? Did we do good? Did I make progress? Are we working toward a life or a harvest that God's going to honor? Because here's how we judge the success of a day. We don't judge it by what we reap, but we judge it by the seeds that we sowed. What did I sow today? Because I know eventually this little seed that I have sown today is in due season going to reap a harvest. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be 2022. Are we becoming successful at sowing seed daily that's good? Did I honor God today? Did I, did I get closer to achieving the goal that I'm out there for? Was I successful in honoring God today? Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. It's a law. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And you reap after you sow. And that's why Paul said this. Talena, would you come? Let us not lose heart in doing good or doing right for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary Paul said if you don't give up Randy if you don't give up one day a later season you're going to wake up and you're going to realize the hard work the discipline the sacrifices, the faithfulness. It was never, ever wasted. It was just being stored up. One day you wake up and you realize there's 50 pounds difference than six months ago. One day you wake up and you realize there's thousands of dollars difference in debt. One day you wake up and you realize, man, I'm not just tithing anymore. Now I'm even giving offerings because God has helped me get out of debt. Some of y'all need to hear this. Your influence starts expanding and people will look at you and they'll say, man, Randy Saunders is, he's lucky. Adam's lucky. Danny's lucky. And you're going to look at him and you're going to say, no, no, no. I'm not lucky I was faithful. I, I'm not lucky I was consistent. I'm not lucky I was training. Luck had nothing to do with it. It was the little things every single day that you never saw me doing. Getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and eating rabbit food and walking. Stopping, I stopped buying those little expensive coffees and started putting that money up. You didn't see me doing that. 
I put Starbucks up for cheap Maxwell House. That tastes way better than Starbucks anyway. I've got the biggest amen right there. It's the little things, Adam, that they'll never see. It's the small things that lead to the big changes in your life. They won't see you overcoming self-doubt. They won't see you overcoming all the insecurities that you have. They won't see you confessing your sins. They won't see you falling on your face before God. They won't see you falling down but standing back up. They won't see you in training. What they won't see is you praying. They won't see you fasting. They won't see you asking God. They won't see you depending on Him. All they're going to see is the tree begin to sprout and the fruit come out. That's what they're going to see. They won't see you enduring criticism. They're not going to know anything about your daily grind, your perseverance, your... They won't know. So don't get weary. Some of you, you may be at harvest time. I don't know who this is for. But my Lord, I feel this so strong right now. Don't give up. Don't give up believing. Don't quit. Don't quit what? I don't know. Don't stop. Quit believing God for the, 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 the salvation of the person that you love the most. Don't quit giving. Don't quit saving. Don't stop trying to climb out of debt. Don't stop. Don't stop trying to stay pure. Keep doing it. Don't stop believing God that He can bring you out of addiction. Well, Pastor, I fall short today. Well, there's tomorrow. Just because you fall short today, it's not over. He's still at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you right now. Don't quit. Keep pressing. You bring a sacrifice that nobody else sees. You show back up even when you mess up. You bring a little more tomorrow, happy. Danny, you say yes to what's right and you say no to what's wrong. We keep chipping away at debt. Every day, we invest a little more in our marriage. We say no to the Twinkies and the donuts. And here's what I'm going to tell you. It's not going to happen overnight. But I will promise you this. It's a law. And a law is true. And I promise you that you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. I don't care what it is. So Father God today, God right now we ask that the power of your Holy Spirit, God that you would speak to us right now about one area of our life. Just one. Whether it's our diet, the time we get up in the morning, our attitude, our generosity, our stewardship, our debt, our physical exercise, our pursuit of you, whatever it is, God show us one thing. Right now. Be receptive right now. God's going to show you one thing. One thing, God. Pick one. And right now, God, we're going to ask you to help us plant seeds. Seeds of righteousness. Seeds of consistency. God, give us discipline in 2022. 
And God, we're going to trust that if we'll sow the right seed, God, you're going to give the right harvest in due season. So we're not going to grow weary. We're just going to be disciplined and consistent and do the things daily that you've asked us to do. We're sowing seed. You've got one area in your life. Just one. If you've got that one area, that one thing that you need to be consistent for, would you stand right now and just lift your hands to God? That one thing. Stand to your feet and lift your hands to God right now and give it to Him. One thing. God, help us make just one small change. God, it may not seem big in this moment. It may not seem big in the weeks to come or even in the months to come. God, I'm thanking you right now that you're going to allow us to reap what we sow. God, we're going to reap more than we sow. But God, help us understand that it's going to be in a different season. It's in due season, but there is a harvest. God, help us to honor you in what we sow. We don't have the ability in our own power. God, throughout this sermon, this series, we've talked about discipline. God, that's seeds that we're going to sow toward this one thing. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to be consistent. And God, we're training. We're not quitting. We're training. God, you're training us to do what you've called us to do. Help us to honor you. As you continue to pray, nobody looking around. I can imagine how some people may feel right now. If I go back in my life and I think about hearing a message like today's, I would probably, in my mind, think, man, I deserve a lot of bad harvest because I've done a lot of stupid stuff. But I want to tell you about one area in life where this law doesn't apply. And it's an amazing part of our life. You know, there's an area in your life where you actually get something that you don't deserve. It's the grace of God. Because of His love and because of who Jesus is, God sent His Son, Jesus, who was perfect, and He died in our place and was and, and on a cross for the forgiveness of sins. And I love this story in the Bible because it's amazing that Adam, when I put my faith in him, even though I deserve destruction and death for my sinfulness, by the grace of God, I reap a harvest for a seed that I didn't even plant. God sent his son he gave his life that there could be a harvest of people made new and forgiven. <laughs> this is how much God loves us. 
that he sent his perfect son to die in your place. To plant seed in the ground that the one that didn't stay planted I don't know everybody's condition in this place but there's some of you you may realize I've done wrong and I don't feel peace with God but I want you to know today that when you step away from your sins and you turn toward Jesus when you call upon the name of Jesus He hears you And not only does He hear you, but He forgives you of all your sins. You don't just all things new. With something I could never earn and I don't deserve. And today I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Know that my old life gone and I want to give my life to Jesus and I want to become new. If that's your prayer right now, would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand in this room if that's you? I want to become new. I want to give my life to Christ. Anybody? Here's what I want to do. Nate's going to lead us in this song. And those of us that raised our hands for that one thing, I want you just to begin to pray and ask God to help you through this year to be disciplined and consistent. That's two words that we need to post on everything that that we do toward this one thing this year. We're going to be consistent and we're going to be disciplined. I want you to pray about that one thing. And to those that may be here that are lost and you don't know Christ at any time during this song, any time. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.